What is up, young adults? How are we doing tonight? Are we good? Hey, turn to your neighbor. Give him a hug, a high five, a handshake. You knew it was coming. Tell him you prayed all week that you would get to sit by them. Now turn to your other neighbor, the one that you neglected for whatever reason. Might be a little awkward, but let them know that they're going to have the best year of their life. We believe that. Hey, uh, how many people, it's your first time checking us out? First time here. Hey, give it up. Give it up. We want to say welcome. Uh, you might, maybe this is your first time ever walking into a church. Maybe you're like, why in the world did I come here? My friend told me that this was like a club or something, and now I'm singing songs to Jesus. Like, what is going on? Um, I believe that if you're in here tonight, it's not by accident or by mistake. I believe that God, whether you believe in Him or not, I believe that God knows you, that He loves you, He has a plan and a purpose for your life, and I believe that He has something He wants you to take away from this. Maybe for some of us in here, He wants us to walk away with a word of encouragement. Maybe for some of us in here, He wants to challenge our faith, and He wants us to grow in our faith. Maybe someone in here is going to leave with a spouse. I don't know, but he wants you to walk away with something tonight. Hey, uh, real quick, moment of truth. How many people have already fallen off a resolution in 2019? Whole 30 turned into whole three. Hey, 2020 is your year. I'm believing for it. I'm believing for it. Hey, tonight I have the honor of helping cast vision for young adults going into 2019. And the series that we're starting tonight is a series called Trailblazers. And, and I honestly believe it could not be any more fitting for what's in store for young adults in the weeks and the months ahead in 2019. Because the definition of a trailblazer is this, and I love this, it is someone who makes a way through wild country. I love that. I feel like that could be a cool tattoo. It could be a cheesy tattoo or a cool one, depending on how it's done. But trailblazer, someone who makes a way through wild country. And I believe as young adults tonight in this room and as Christians around the globe, God is calling us to have a spirit of a trailblazer to be people that are willing to do whatever it takes to go into any arena to get the news of Jesus Christ to anybody that we can, to get the news of his goodness and his grace out to anybody that we can. The spirit of a trailblazer is to have the faith and the courage to step out into the unknown, to say, God, I will take your message into the wild. If it's to blaze a trail through wild country, I will go into the wild. I will take your message to wherever it needs to go. If somebody says it can't go there, I will step up and I will take it there until every person with the breath, regardless of age, regardless of race, regardless of gender, gets to hear that there is a God who loves them, who died for them, who is not mad at them, but wants a relationship with them. And he actually right now knows your name. I pray that tonight, and for the rest of this year and maybe for eternity, that this room would be marked with the spirit of a trailblazer. That God, if you're making a way 
in the wilderness. We'll go into the wild to get whoever we need to so that they can hear you and know how good you are. Amen? Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to two different places. Isaiah 43 and Matthew 13. If you don't have a Bible, uh, it'll be up on the screen. If you're sitting by somebody you think is good looking and you don't see a ring, share a Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, steal one and say you go to Flatirons if you get caught. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. Come on. Come on, Connor. Pull it together. All right. Isaiah 43. Here we go. It says this. Remember not the former things, starting in verse 18, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? And I love the way the message says this. It says, I'm doing something new, so good that it's bursting out. Don't you see it? God says, I will make a way in the wilderness, and I will make rivers in the desert. Matthew chapter 13, we're going to start in verse 13. Jesus is sharing the parable of the sower and the seed. It's one of his most famous parables he's, he's sharing to this large crowd, and people aren't necessarily getting everything that he's saying. And his disciples come up to him and say, why are you talking like this? It's confusing. And this is what Jesus says. He says, this is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing, they actually don't see. And hearing, they don't hear, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will indeed hear, but never understand. And you will indeed see, but never perceive. For these, this people, their heart has actually grown dull. May that never be said of us. And with their ears, they can barely hear. And their eyes, they've closed. Lest they should actually see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn. Because I would heal them. But blessed are you, young adults, in 2019, for your eyes, they see, and your ears, they hear. The title of my message tonight is this, The Trailblazing Spirit, Eyes, Ears, and Hearts. The Trailblazing Spirit, Eyes, Ears, and Hearts. Can we pray, and then we're going to let it roll, okay? Jesus, we love you. God, we are well aware that tonight is like a game. It's something weird. It's Christian kumbaya if your spirit's not here. But you said that when we gather, you're here in our midst. And when you're here, Jesus' lives can change. Dead things can come to life. Stories can be rewritten. God, if there is breath in this room, there is potential in this room. And Jesus, I pray that tonight you can do what only you do, which is heal hearts. Would you lift the head of the weary, mend the heart of the broken? Would you declare tonight that it is the year of your favor and that we will walk in it and faithfully obey you as we chase after what you have as you lead us into new territory, into the wild, Jesus. We love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so about four years ago, I believe, give or take, I was an intern here at Red Rocks Church. I was interning here in Young Adults, and I had met a girl at Golden who is my wife, Erin. We had been dating for about a year or so, and my plan was, maybe about two years, my plan was to propose at the end of my internship. Now, I was broke, and so I had to think of cute things to do, and um, 
part of the internship, at the end of the internship, is they take you on a trip to a bunch of different countries in Europe as a thank you for working for free for nine months. And so my plan, my thought was, I want to propose when I get back from my intern trip. I had my, my trip, then my internship was over. There was like a week or so where we find out what's happening next. And so um, I wanted to kind of propose in that middle time when I got back from my trip. And so as I was prepping for the trip, I had this idea that I was going to make this little book for my wife um, to kind of document my travels from across the globe. I, I should have brought it. It's literally sitting in my bookshelf right now. Um, I should have brought it to show you guys. Actually not, I'd kind of be a little embarrassed about it, but whatever. It's between me and her, guys. Um, <laughs> kidding. Tough crowd. All right. Um, so... I go and, and the book is we're traveling like to pay we're in Paris and we're in England and my thought was I brought these little like poster board things and markers and in front of every big like monumental place um, I was going to write like something sweet or something corny and be like oh I love you here I'm in the Eiffel Tower like you're at home in Denver haha <laughs> like um, <laughs> So, you know, Big Ben, uh, Arc de Triomphe, Eiffel Tower, all that stuff. I had a friend taking pictures for me. And then when I got back, what I was going to do is compile it all into this one big book. And then the very last page of the book was just going to be blank with some handwriting where it was going to say, I've traveled around the world. I've explored all my options. No, I'm kidding. I've traveled around the world. And you're the most beautiful thing I've seen, you know, from all of my travels. So I guess there's only one thing left to ask. And everybody goes, oh, that's so sweet, right? Yeah. And so I get home, I make this book. And like I said, there's about a week before I find out what's happening. Uh, you know, do I still work at the church? Do I not? Whatever. And so um, we decide to go home to Virginia just to kind of see my family. I get to see my family once, maybe twice a year. And so we were like, hey, let's go to Virginia and see my family. And my sister is a wedding planner. And so she's like hooking it up. And I'm like, Chelsea, listen. I really want to propose to Aaron when I get home. I've made this book, and like, what do you think I should do? And she's like, okay, the day that you land, you're going to go to our house. Then you're going to drive to your grandparent, my grandparents' house, and they live about five minutes away. My grandparents kind of live in like the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia, and so it's these beautiful like rolling hills. The sun's going to set. They've got this huge field in their backyard. I'm going to put like thousands of candles out there, lights in the trees. Everything is going to look amazing. I didn't have to lift a finger, and it looked amazing. And so... <laughs> I'm like, deal, that's the plan. And so I make the book, we get it, we fly to Virginia, we get to my house, you know, we eat, say hi to my parents. And, and just so you guys know, it's normal to go to my grandparents like first thing, because I have like 30 cousins and we all like congregate at my grandma's. And so I was like, hey, we're going to go to my grandma's. And she's like, cool, awesome. And so my plan was to give Aaron this book about a minute away from my grandma so that at the time she opens it and flips to the last page, it would say, hey, there's only one more question I have left to ask, and we'd be pulling up, and she'd see all the candles, and she would know. So we get into the car, and I panic. I've like got like sweat like dripping down my back. I've like like beads of sweat. It looks like I'm like in some intense like workout, and I'm like driving like this, you know, like <laughs> leaning forward like... She's like, what's going on? And so like 10 seconds into the trip, I give Aaron this book. And I'm like, idiot, like, what are you doing? And she's like, so she starts flipping through. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's when I was in Paris, like, da-da-da. And she's like, oh, this is cute, like, nice things. And so we're like two minutes, three minutes away from my grandparents, and she flips to the last 
page and it says, hey, there's only one more question I would like to ask. And I see her look at it and my heart's like beating out of my chest. And I'm like, I, like do I go like 100 miles an hour? Like what, like, what do I do here? And she closes the book and throws it in the back and she's like, thanks, babe, that was sweet, thanks. And I was sitting there like, what? I'm sorry? Like, what do you mean, thanks? Like, I'm driving and I'm like starting to be, I'm waiting for it to like dawn on her, but it doesn't. And I'm like, so the book, like, how awesome was that book? She's like, great, yeah, I'm sure we'll like, you know, flip back and remember your trip. Like, great, like, you know. I'm like getting mad, like, as I drive. I'm like, freaking open that book again. Like, look in the back, like. So we pull up to my grandparents, I propose, she says yes, and the best thing that ever happened to her, like, you know, how that goes. You're like, what's the point of this story? Could there actually be a point? There is a point. Something amazing was about to happen to my wife. No, I'm kidding. Something amazing was about to happen in our relationship. Like, I'm driving the car, something happens, we're about to go from dating to engaged. Like, all the signs, all the evidence is pointing to something big and significant that has been in the works and is taking place while we're driving in the car. Erin, my wife, just couldn't see it at the time. And I know this might be like a corny transition or like a corny example or whatever, but I feel like God has given us his book. He's given us his word. He's given us his promises. He's given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us his son. And he's saying, hey, in 2019, something big is in the making. Like this is already underway. Like, hey, I am doing something new. There's something big in the work here. I'm taking new ground. I'm taking new territory. I'm making ways in the wilderness where there were no ways before. I'm doing something new. Do you see it? Do you perceive it? Are you picking up on what I'm already doing? Can you see what I'm up to? And young adult, are you willing to pay the price to participate in the kingdom of God moving forward. See, the spirit of a trailblazer is the spirit of someone who can see what God is up to. They can see what God is doing. They have ears to hear the voice, the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. And they have a heart that's alive and on fire and passionate to understand what God's up to and to have the boldness to follow after the call that he's placed on their life. And so tonight, the first thing I believe we need, if this room together corporately, if we're going to have a trailblazing spirit in 2019 to reach our city and to reach more young adults, and to see this room double, triple, quadruple, not for number's sake, but for soul's sake, for people to get to know grace, for people to get to know love, for people to get to know favor that they never got, to, they never earn, they never have to deserve. If we're going to have that trailblazing spirit to follow God into the wild, I think the first thing that we need are eyes that see beyond what is and eyes that can see into what can be. I'm going to call this prophetic vision. Eyes that can see beyond what is and eyes that see into what could be. Experts said for years 
that it was physically impossible for a human being to run a four-minute mile and a sub-four-minute mile. They said it wasn't just dangerous, it, it was impossible and could be deadly, that the human body was not engineered, it was not made to run that quickly. And for years, legend, legend holds, according to this website that I found, legend holds that literally for hundreds of years, people, as soon as they started recording times for miles, would try so hard to break it, and they could never come close to breaking a four-minute mile. And in 1940, Somebody ran a mile in four minutes and one second, and for nine to ten years, that record stood. And scientists literally documented that that person had reached the, the limit of human potential for running the mile. On May 6, 1954, a man named Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile barrier running the distance in three minutes and 59 seconds. And he said this, Part of his training was relentlessly, and I'm quoting him, relentlessly visualizing himself achieving it in order that he could prepare his mind and his heart and his body for the day when he did it. He relentlessly visualized himself running a mile in under four minutes, and one day he broke that record. Now get this, that's cool in and of itself, but get this. Barely any time after that, somebody else ran a mile in under four minutes. And then after that, another person ran a mile in under four minutes. And then soon after that, it was kind of common if you were a good runner to run a mile in under four minutes. I'm like 40 minutes, but it's like kind of <laughs> common to run a mile in under 40 minutes. But Roger Bannister, <laughs> under four minutes, sorry. <laughs> Freudian slip or whatever. Um, Roger Bannister was a trailblazer. He said he visualized himself doing it. He could see beyond what other people said were physically impossible. Listen, the spirit of a trailblazer has the ability to see beyond what everybody else says is their current limitation, and they can see into the future that God is trying to create. They see into what God is already up to. They have this prophetic insight to what God is doing. And they say, hey, I'm going to step up and step into the momentum of the kingdom of God. God is moving. God, I see what you're doing. I see. I'm not, I'm not ignorant of what is happening, but I see what could be. And that is where I'm headed. And I believe tonight, as a young adult group, God is asking us, Yes, don't be ignorant of what is around us, but can you get a picture of God, what, of what he wants this to be? Can you get a picture of hundreds and thousands of more young adults, people that move here all the time for jobs or work or recreation or whatever, coming to know Jesus? Could you imagine just for a second if every single one of us brought somebody next week, what this room would look like? And it's not for number's sake. It's that, that, that people that are lost and hurting can find the one that knit their soul together. A visionary, a trailblazer has the ability
he wants to create. Here we go. Better? Does that sound better? All right, there we go. Thank you, Jess. Isaiah 43 says this. God is saying, listen, I am doing something new. I'm doing something new this year. I'm going to do something new. I'm always making ways where there haven't been ways. I'm always blazing trails where there's never been opportunity. I'm stepping into the unknown. Will you step in with me? Do you have eyes to see? What sets trailblazers apart is seeing a future that God is trying to create and choosing to participate in what could be instead of just constantly participating in what is. The second thing I believe we need if we're going to have a trailblazing spirit in 2019 is this. We need ears that can hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit. Ears that hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus, he's sharing one of his most famous parables. It's the parable of the sower and the seed. And the Bible says that um, earlier in that chapter, it says that in this parable, Jesus is actually sharing secrets to the kingdom of heaven. And so, so much so that this crowd starts to gather and he has to get into a boat so that a lot of people can hear him. And he begins to kind of share these stories and he's talking in parables. And, and back in that day, there wasn't, you know, like Netflix or anything like that. And so what was common was for people to listen to teachers, like philosophies and religions and thoughts were really big in that day. And so Jesus was kind of like the new trendy guy that was bucking the system. And, and he was like, you know, ruffling the feathers of the religious. And so people would gather to hear what he had to say. And he's, he's sharing secrets to the kingdom of heaven. And he's talking in parables. And apparently he's doing it so much so that people are having trouble understanding what he's talking about. And his disciples come to him and they say, Jesus, hey, why are you talking in parables? Like you're confusing people. Like they don't get it. Like, like we understand what you're saying, but, that, but these people don't get it. And Jesus actually goes, exactly. They don't get it. But you get it. He says, you get it. You hear me. When I'm sharing these secrets to the kingdom, to you, it's been revealed. But to these people, they hear me, but they actually don't hear me. Yeah, they come and they gather around. I'm the new cool thing right now, but, but they don't know me. And initially, it can kind of seem like Jesus is being a little harsh right here. Like, yeah, I'm doing it on purpose. I'm trying to confuse these people. But know that that's not consistent with God's heart. That's not the heart of God. That, that, that's not what he's saying. When you open your Bible and you go to read your Bible, God doesn't take joy when you read a scripture and have no idea what it's talking about. The Bible, sa the Bible says that God like, wants to commune with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to share thoughts with you and have a relationship with you. God's not trying to confuse you. And so when you look at this story, the only noticeable difference that we can glean between the disciples understanding what Jesus is talking about and the crowd that was confused is this. The disciples just didn't listen to Jesus. They followed Jesus. The disciples, they didn't just hear Jesus. They followed him. They gave up everything to be with him. So when Jesus spoke, when he taught, they knew him. 
They knew the sound of his voice. They knew the intentions of his heart. They knew the analogies that he would use. They knew the metaphors that he would use. When Jesus spoke, they knew him because they left everything that they had to be close to him so that they could hear his voice and understand. They weren't just casual observers that came to hear something cool or some new teaching or something fun. They gave up everything they had to be with him. And I believe that a trailblazing spirit not only has eyes to see beyond into what God wants to do, but they're willing to pay the price to have intimacy with God, to hear the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. A trailblazing spirit is one that is willing to be close to Jesus, to not just listen, but to actually follow I believe as young adults, if we're going to be trailblazers, people that make a new way through wild country, we need this year to prioritize closeness with Jesus and intimacy with his word. We need to know God's word like never before. We need to know what it's like to spend time with Jesus, to be in prayer, to be in his presence. Listen, we live in a world of distraction. At any given moment, you can have hundreds of different things pulling at your attention. I got a new iPhone and it even gives a report of like what, like what you're doing and it just makes me feel like a loser. It's like Instagram, 84 hours, like some little game that you paid for, like three hours, you know, it's just like any given moment, like your attention is just being like grabbed at and God is saying, listen, I want to do something new in your life. I'm actually already doing it. It's in, it's in the works. It's in the process. Can you see it? And are you close enough to me to hear my voice leading you into new ground and new territory? And the spirit of a trailblazer says, yes, God, I hear you. And I'm willing to set aside any distraction that I have that I can have that closeness of hearing your voice. And band, you guys can make your way back up. The final thing that we need, I believe, if we're going to take new ground in 2019, if we're going to make ways in the wilderness for broken and hurting people to come to know the goodness of God, the goodness of Jesus, we need eyes that see beyond what is and to what could be. We need ears that can hear the still small whispers of the Holy Spirit. And we need hearts that understand and obey the call of God when he calls. We need hearts that understand and obey the call. Listen, young adult, it's one thing to see what God is up to. It's a whole nother thing to hear his voice calling you, to hear his voice kind of prodding you to step out into the unknown and to step out into something and asking you to move. But the spirit of a trailblazer, it's not just somebody that sees and hears. It's a spirit of somebody that is willing to follow the path that God is carving in the wilderness. It, they're willing to follow the path that God is making in wild country. And, and part of wild country, part of wilderness, just coming with it means nobody has gone before. There's, uh, there's things that you're not sure about. There's uncertainties. You don't know everything. I would, I would literally say, I would almost say it never does a trailblazer know the beginning to the end of their story. A trailblazer does not know necessarily how everything is going to end. But I promise you this, they see what God is up to. They hear his voice 
and they have a heart that says, God, I'm willing to step out. It might be uncomfortable. It might be unknown. It might be unfamiliar. I might be leaving things that I love so desperately behind. But I see what you're trying to create. I hear your voice calling my name. And my heart, it understands what you're asking me to do. And I'll follow you. I'll follow you. Young adult, I believe in 2019, we are going to walk through doors that nobody could have opened for us. I believe that we are going to carry the message of Jesus into places that it might have never gone before. I believe our city is going to experience something that it has never experienced before. I believe that the people that society and culture have written off are going to come into this place and say, welcome home. I believe that people that are hurting and broken and on the edge of their life, just not sure what's going on, that God is going to put a call and a purpose on their life and they are going to find purpose and destiny in this place. I believe that we are about to step into a season of new. We're about to step into the unknown. God is carving a path into the wild, into the wilderness, and he's asking, can you see it? Can you hear me? Are you willing to follow the trail that I'm blazing for you? Because I promise you, it'll take you to places you never thought you could go. It'll put you around people you never deserved to be around. You'll be able to reach more people than you ever thought. And it's not on your shoulders, it's on mine, God's saying. All you have to do is follow me. Can we stand and can we pray? Lord Jesus, we love you. God, it is our honor to worship you and to serve you. I pray that tonight will be an anthem for our year, for our ministry, for our church. God, you are making a way in the wilderness. God, you are, you are carving paths through wild country to take your gospel to places it has never been before. So God, I pray that tonight, as individuals and as a ministry, you would give us eyes to see beyond what is into what could be the future that you're creating. God, I pray that you would give us the insight to hear the voice of your Holy Spirit call. And God, I pray that you would give us the courage to follow you into the wild, that you would give us a heart to understand what you're doing and say, God, I'll go and I'll follow. And I pray that you would do something in our life that we never imagined possible. God, would you reach our city, the hurting and the needing people for you. It's in your name we pray, Jesus, we love you. And everybody said, amen.